Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Achara Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. So what other show makes movies and writes articles? There you go, man. Before the last show of the year. Mm. Had to go out with a bang, right? Nobody. I Probably a lot of them write articles, but nobody makes movies. There we go, Your man. Your best work in two years. You think so? No doubt. Cool. You know it. Come the, on, uh, you can flex on that. No, the, <laughs> go ahead, Goose. The London fans are a little triggered. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, oh, I, I haven't really. I, mean, I haven't listen, really checked I it out. But. I don't really go into the mentions a lot, especially now because it seems like there's a lot of reaction <laughs> of that in there. video. But Is the, it? I mean, oh, who's, yeah. who's the most mad? No, like, no, it's mad? just the, the London fans are mad. I didn't include them. And, and listen, like, no disrespect to anybody. Um, I literally made that video after I got done working out in the YMC parking lot. I had about 20 minutes to kill before I had to go to the boxing gym and train some people. So I literally just, you know, I heard about Ryan Clark. What he said. Yeah, that, that kind of th- you know threw me off a little bit. I was taken back by that. Um, so much to the standpoint of some guy in the gym who I've never really even talked to before came up to me. He's like, "Hey, I'm curious. What do you think about Ryan Clark's comments?" And I'm like, "I'll be honest, man. I haven't read the news this morning. What did Ryan Clark say?" And then he said the whole thing about Trevor Lawrence, you know, coming to Jacksonville. He's going to miss out on the endorsements and all that and being a star. So then I did a little research after my workout, saw what he said. I'm like, all right, well now we, now like we gotta say something. Yeah, yeah, cause yeah. like, I mean, I, I love Ryan Clark, man. The guy's, uh, um, he's a genius when it comes to talking the game of football. Uh, you know, he's very entertaining, but I disagreed with him there. So then I had to make a video just to kind of, you know, passively aggressively show what's up to him. Yeah, uh, I like it. I mean, it was good. It was well done. It hit on everything. Um, I laughed a lot and I'm cool, not even man. like an Avengers guy. So I, like, I didn't even need that part of it. Right on. I thought yeah. it was good. So uh, I thought if I you haven't trouble. checked it out, check yeah. it on Twitter. I thought I was going to get in trouble for nah. some of this stuff. I mean, we don't we don't care. We're, we say anything. Somebody wants me to it's, fight your co-host, too, on the on the news side, because I, I didn't mention something that he represents, I guess. Like, they're mad. I didn't throw your co-host oh, really? in the video. Yeah, people are really upset. I, didn't, I include him in the, in the I video. I have to go back and look. I haven't yeah, seen any of that out, stuff. Man. Yeah, uh, so. It's uh, check it out on our Twitter, on Austin's Twitter, on ESPN 690 Twitter. Yeah. Where else have we put it? Everywhere now. Uh, shout out to Big Cat Country. I think they posted on Facebook and Instagram. I'm not on Instagram, so I don't know, but that's what Kuzis telling me. Okay, so. they're yeah. doing the stuff we can't do, so they're helping yeah. us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's amazing how so many folks that 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 are part of this and and the coverage of this football team can do things that we can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the yep. game has changed. But you know, what the, I asked Coos, I was like, Coos, I don't think we can put that on Facebook or on YouTube, right? Yeah. It's like, no. You know what but the best part will. is, though? <laughs> uh, uh, like I've had three text messages saying, hey, dude, I saw that video. One question, though. Why did you put Tim McGraw in it? And I'm like, oh, yeah. Right. I mean, what, hey. You had to. Either, either you yeah. know or you, you, you don't know. You know what I mean? Like, it is what I mean, it that is, was, man. That was hilarious. It's got a little bit of, uh, you know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Tim McGraw part. Yeah, man. Shout out to Tim McGraw. 
Uh, that's good stuff. So uh, we, maybe we'll show it. Can we do that? We we'll probably play it. Right? Yeah, but we're a radio show, though. Like you can't, yeah, you can't we, listen to it on the radio. Not, hey, well, you know, that's true. Yeah. That's true. We it's have to right, talk man. Over People it. have seen it. People, yeah, that's right. I have to describe what everyone's seen. Yeah, it's no. oh, just a radio show. We're I'm not going to give you the dub over. I might just use it in my sportscast tonight. Now we're talking. Just the whole thing. You're that's welcome. what Christian Brewer well, said I should do. Oh, for real? Yeah. Well, then I'll expect a little commission then, my way. That would be two minutes of just like music yeah right well i mean you guys you put yourself singing you know like, what do you want to do yeah, it is what it, it is it's that time of year yeah it is that time of year <laughs> um Trevor Town continues. Trevor Town has made us all crazy uh i guess uh we will talk uh, a little bit been working on an article Really, it's a lot of stuff that we talk about here on the show, but I wanted to put it in one place because it feels like over time we talk about these things and we won't spend like the whole show talking about it. But uh, I kind of narrowed down to how to fix the Jags. And this was before the Trevor stuff, by the way. In fact, the article was mostly written before even two weeks ago when the Jets won. And I thought Trevor Lawrence was a possibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was about done. And then I just kind of tidied things up and, and pushed it out uh, this morning. But, you know, these are things I think that we've talked about. Uh, you talk to so many people, whether it's within the organization, whether it's agents, whether it's players, whether it's it's what, or just figuring out. I've been around the team long enough, and so um, we'll see what what did I miss? You know, did, is there something that that doesn't fit? Uh, it's obviously always up for debate, but uh, that article is on ESPN690.com, and it's somewhat long. So if you want to read it, check it out. We'll probably talk about it in just a little bit. Uh, it's also on ActionNewsJacks.com as well. So we got that coming up. This is our final show of the year. There was a bunch of bowl games we're going to play, and I don't even know. Some of them might even be canceled, and we could probably do a show now tomorrow. Um, but initially we weren't supposed, but because of COVID, there are yeah. games getting canceled. Yeah. Uh, but we're not doing a show tomorrow because we already said. We wouldn't be, and in, in, uh, everybody's got plans. We're very committed. I don't have any plans, but I, but, but I appreciate but it. But I didn't want to I go back it. on it. Yeah. Nick's like, oh, what do you want to do? I was like, I don't – we've already said we're not going yeah. to. So that that makes uh, – that can make future wives unhappy. For sure. Well, uh, or, or maybe happy to get out of the house oh, a little that's more. that's good point, you know? too. So, so uh, we'll go a little year in review. Uh, and, and then there's also – talk about branding. Like you mentioned it. You, you thought uh, the Ryan Clark stuff came up, but how about – uh, Booger McFarland and, and Dwayne Haskins stuff. That's become a big topic today and very interesting reaction uh, beyond interesting what he had to say and uh, stands by it, continues to stand by it unless I've missed something in in the last uh, little bit. So a lot to get to, including the NFL, which we didn't talk about as a whole, but the NFL is coming. Um, the NFL is is so good. Yeah. You know. You know, we talked about the draft yesterday and like why would why is it built on parity and why would you only want a few teams that are good? This is why you don't want a, just a few teams that are good mm-hmm. because what there's like half the playoff spots still to be determined and seeding still to be determined that that teams are you know win or go home type of things or seeding can be very important in that that context too. So it's a have or have nots league in 2020. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good teams and a lot of them. There's also a lot of very bad teams. You know, I mean, you, you th- that's just the way it is. Uh, the Giants, to me, are the most incredible thing. They could The NFC East is incredible within itself. But the Giants could go from the eighth overall pick if they don't win the division to the 19th overall pick in the draft if they do win the division. Mm-hmm. One game, one week could determine that. That is wild uh, to me. But that's the beauty of the NFL 
because of the parity. And again, a lot of teams that usually aren't in the playoffs, a lot of perennial losers over the last couple of decades, like uh, heck the Rams. Uh, I know they recently went to a Super Bowl, but if you look at the couple of decades worth, they haven't been good. Uh, the Titans have obviously turned things around, but now the Dolphins, mm-hmm. the Bills are one of the top teams in the league. They looked so good again last night. So you have these kind of storylines, and I think it's up for grabs, too. I think there are legit Ten teams that could win the Super Bowl. Really? I think there are ten teams that could win the Super Bowl, Austin. And I also say I think there's one team that might not make it that could win the Super Bowl. And that's my pick to go to the Super Bowl. I think Indianapolis Colts are good enough to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Now, they're going to play better than they did in the second half yesterday. But if they had finished off the Steelers, what would we be saying about the Colts? They've been playing really good football as of late. They crushed Pittsburgh, you know, if they had just finished that job, we'd be really high on Indianapolis. I'm, st- I still think they have a fight and chance, but they got to get in. They might not even get in, especially now that Pittsburgh's going to rest Ben Roethlisberger. That might give a free pass to Cleveland. And by the way, Cleveland, go get it. We're rooting for you. You helped us out last week here in Jacksonville. So go get it, Cleveland. You've earned, it, yeah. uh, you've earned that one. Give him back the wide receivers, man. Yeah, like, well, come on. Give, give Baker Mayfield give back, him back to give his toys. Yeah, listen, um, regarding the Colts, I, I get ex- exactly what you're saying. Like, you're 10-5 and five right now. And then let's say that you lose that game, you finish 10-6. and six. That's a playoff caliber number right there, 10-6. Yeah. and six. Well, they're not you going know? to lose. They're playing the Jags. They're going to be 11-5. and five. Yeah, well, m- m- more than likely. I mean, I, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves I know, now, but right? most you know likely they're going to be 11-5 and five and still could miss. Well, if you told me the Jets had made a two-game winning streak right now on the hottest <laughs> team in the NFL Fair a enough. couple weeks ago, what well, well, I told you, yeah, right? No, I, I would have said we were doing drug yeah. testing in here. What are we yeah. doing here? So with that being said, anything can happen. But... It's not right, though, right? It's not right that the Colts we're talking about right now are on the bubble, and you have teams like the Cowboys, maybe, you know, the Washington football team, that are going to make the playoffs with a losing record. Like, what do you think is going to get more hate um, in national media? The fact that Trevor Lawrence is going to Jacksonville or the fact that, uh, uh, you know, a team with a losing record is going to the playoffs? Because I, there should be – I mean, I'm going to outrage about that. I don't think that's right. Yeah, so you don't like that. I don't like it at all. Yeah, I, I – I, we've had these conversations before, and I kind of feel like I feel like there's such one-off things. It's happened a couple times, by the way. Losing records, I think it was the Cardinals seven, eight, and one. They ended up winning a playoff game. Same thing the with the Seattle Seahawks, Seahawks yeah. seven and nine, won a playoff game. So the two teams mode, yeah. that it's happened mm-hmm. have won playoff games. So that alone says, okay, well, you know, you you never can tell. Uh, you could have a super easy division and a super hard division, and I know that's not the case this year. But I'm just talking in the big picture. I just don't think it's any – because it's a one-off thing, I don't think it's any reason to go ahead and change rules. You know, I, I just don't think that's the case. It is too bad in the AFC, a team like Indianapolis, who would absolutely crush anybody in the F- NFC East, yeah. is not going to make the postseason. I get it. It's Listen, just – it's the nature of it sometimes, man. It's just – it's 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 like that in other sports, too. We just don't talk about it well, as much. You can win 94 games and not – Listen, the Tampa Bay Rays, I think, won 91 games or something like that a couple years ago. They played in the same division, the AL East, yeah. as the Red Sox and the Yankees and didn't make the postseason. No, I, I hear you, but how many teams in MLB have had a losing record and then have gone on to the well, playoffs? Yeah, fair enough. It's, it's and, not like and, that. Well, and, but, and this is my uh, point. There have been like, some, by the way. I'm, I'm sure there's been a couple. Uh, whether how successful they were remains, I mean, I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know that But either. what I'm talking about, like, and I get the NBA, too, that kind of happens sometimes. Although I think they kind of weeded that out a little bit a now. A little bit, but I mean, what was like... Orlando was an eight seed last year. What 
Like uh, two games under 500, they're maybe? Close, they're close to 500. But, yeah. but listen, well, right now, if you're Washington and you're 6-9, and nine, that's not close to 500. But the winner's going to be 7-9 and nine, most Still, likely, right? Like that, yeah, that's not close to 500, though, well, in my it's opinion. Close. Well, <laughs> Brent, but it's not like NBA games where you play how many games a season. Yeah, I get All right? it. You're only playing 16 games in a schedule, okay? That's not close to me. And it's really the only sport, because listen, college football, uh, no, you know, you the, college well, basketball. You like, no, but listen, like, w- we don't reward when you have a losing season. Like, th- that's, I mean, you want to talk about the Premier Soccer League? Do, do they reward when you have a losing season? No, but no, I think they, they don't. reward it more often than not, depending on, like, even in March Madness, okay? Uh, there have been under 500 teams that go to the dance because they win their conference tournament. Sure. You know, and that's always yeah. up for debate. I mean, you, you can be like well under five. You get magical or uh, a little run for four days and bam, you're into your tournament. Yeah. and Nobody else goes because it's a one bid league. Yeah. So it does happen. But there's I, also 66 options for the tournament true. or whatever it Listen, is. I, I get it. 68. But, hey, there's 60. Uh, let me give you this, though. There's mm-hmm. 68 or seven or whatever it is. And that's based on 300 and I want to say 50. Somewhere around there, 350 okay. programs. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. So do that math versus there's 14 options based on 32 programs yeah. in the NFL. So actually, I'm I mean, not going to do a, the math, but you, you, you I have trust a better you. chance, I guess, to be under 500 in the NFL and still make the postseason. Yeah. No doubt about it. So I, I guess what I would just point I think it's a one off thing. I also think that. The history that says the two teams that have gotten in won a playoff game means something. Mm-hmm. Because it shows you that anybody can win. And I also think if you are – I don't know who the Dallas Cowboys would match up with. But let's just say if you're going to play the Cowboys, I, I don't think this holds true for the Redskins or even the Giants as much. But I think the Cowboys. If you have to play the Cowboys, you think that's a layup week one of the playoffs? I mean, well, it's got to be at Dallas, right? It would be at Dallas, but that, that I mean, doesn't that matter doesn't as really much matter, this year. But I'm saying, That's probably well, a part but, but, I would agree with you with. I don't know if that should be a home field situation well, in, a, in a normal year. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying is Dallas playing a little bit better. But Dallas I'm saying, can be dangerous. But I'm saying it does matter, though, for Dallas because if they're playing indoors, then they have the receivers that can be a threat. Like right now, Dallas's running game is nothing to really shake a stick at. Like Tony Powler is getting more reps yeah. than Ezekiel Elliott, right? Crazy, so, huh? so, yeah, It's so nuts, especially in fantasy. But... If you're playing outdoors and you require a run game, well, then they have the disadvantage. So, yeah, I think Dallas has an advantage right now. And if they win this thing and they go to the playoffs, they'll probably get shot in the first round just because they're at home underneath a dome uh, with that nice weather indoors. Yeah. So, okay. So how many teams seriously do you think? I'm going to tell you who I think can legitimately win the Super Bowl. Hit me with All it. All right. I think the Bills. Uh, uh, I'm going to say go to the Super Bowl. I guess if you go to the Super Bowl, you can win the Super Bowl. So I'm going to say the Bills. Uh, the Dolphins, I don't think can. I, I think the Dolphins are flawed offensively. And so uh, it's been a great run. It's been uh, unbelievable, really, what they've done. I want to talk a little bit more about their QB stuff in a bit. But I think the Bills, I think the Steelers have the team if they get hot again. I mean, it just yeah. depends what kind of I, – listen, I get yeah. it, but they can't. I think they still can. I think the Ravens can. I, they got to get in, but mm-hmm. I think they can. I don't think the Browns can. I, I don't believe it, but they got a great running game, and they mm-hmm. got a good – when Miles Garrett's playing, they have a really good defense, and the QB's playing good football, but I just don't – maybe I'm not buying it, so I'm not going to include them in my list. 
Tennessee Titans, I think, can. They were a game away last year, and they might be more explosive this year, although their defense isn't as good. I think the Indianapolis Colts on the way out can still – I still think if they were in, I, I could see them making a run to the post uh, – John, the Super Jonathan Bowl. Taylor's really coming on strong now, and all of a sudden they have like a, a resemblance of a running game, which means a lot in the playoffs. Yes, they do. And, yeah. so, and then, of course, the Chiefs. Yeah. So that's six in the AFC. That's yeah. six that I can find you in there. And one of them might not even make the postseason, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody in the NFC East. But then the Packers, of course. The Saints, of course. I think the Bucks. What did I tell you? They're my sleeper team right now. Yeah, I think yeah. they're going to get hot. Okay. So I think the Bucks. I think the Seahawks as well. I don't think the Rams can win the Super Bowl if they if they get in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Chicago, Arizona, none of them. That's ten teams. <laughs> I just gave you ten teams that I and I don't think that's far fetched. Do you think I'm crazy by saying that? I mean, I think you're a little crazy because if I was going to break down the AFC real quick, how many teams logically can go to the the Super Bowl? Obviously, the Chiefs. Obviously, the Buffalo Bills. Now, what did I say with those two teams? Those are the one and two seeds where they sit right now. Now, things could change regarding Pittsburgh. But let's go ahead and throw Pittsburgh in the mix as well. So the top three teams, what do they all have in common? They play outdoors in the playoffs. They're going to be at home. So the road to the Super Bowl could go through some crappy weather. So when I say crappy weather, I saw this with the Green Bay Packers game and the Titans game Sunday night. I was like, whoa, how is Green Bay, you know, the very explosive offense that they are, how are they going to, you know, throw the ball to Adams 20 times a game uh, in the snow? Well, they did it. Not too many teams, I feel like, can handle the snow like Green Bay can. I think Kansas City can do that because they have the speed with Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. So I like the Chiefs. I like the Bills for sure because they have a run game. Uh, the defense is playing okay, but, man, I'm a big Josh Allen guy. I-, I believe in Josh Allen. I'm not buying the Steelers. I don't think the Steelers have a shot because they cannot run the ball. Uh, big Ben's been up and down. Listen, they had probably the most talented next to the Kansas City Chiefs, the most talented wide receiver core in the entire NFL. But that doesn't mean anything if you can't have, you know, uh, I guess a balance of running the football. and They can't do that. The Tennessee Titans... They're the wild card to me because just when I say, oh, yeah, they're going to beat the Packers for sure in the snow. It's going to be a physical game. They come out and get absolutely manhandled in the trenches. All right. One of Derrick Henry's worst games, and he almost had like 100 yards, which nothing to shake a stick at. So I'm not sold in the Titans, not sold in the Dolphins. I'm not even sold in the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Mm. I I think people can figure them out in the playoffs. I think when you go against high-caliber defenses, they will get figured out because Lamar Jackson, listen, I get he can beat you with his legs, but he's regressed, in my opinion, in the past game this year a little bit. So I'm not sold in Baltimore. Then Cleveland, I'm kind of, eh, whatever. Yeah. And then the Colts, I get your argument, but I'm not sold in them either. Yeah. How about this? I give you Kansas City or the field right now. I'm taking Kansas City all day. I mean, really? Listen, I, I, I had him win the Super Bowl yeah. for predictions. Well, okay, so I how stick much with of it. that is that sticking with it? No, though? no, I mean, no, no. I, I just think, listen, Kansas City, they can beat you so many ways. Now, their run game is a little suspect, right? Because Hilaire's been out with an injury. Yeah. Uh, Bell is kind of, you know, he's He's, 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 let's be honest, he's a shell of himself oh, boy, right now. Try to run. But, but here's the thing. They don't have to run, Brent, because the way Andy Reid has implemented that offense, all these little hitches and these wide receiver screens, that's as good as a run. You know, because anytime you can, sh- you can throw the ball maybe one or two yards, give it to Tyreek Hill, give it to Miko Hardman. Like, if they get the ball in space, good things can happen. So as far as I'm concerned, Kansas City, while they can't run the ball, they have found the counterbalance to that by throwing those short passes. This is not why I believe this, but I got a report today from the TSB. That's the Thai Sports Bureau. He gave me a stat that said Mahomes has 16 potential interceptions this year dropped. Mm. How about that? That's crazy. I don't know where, where he got it. He might yeah. have been making it up. Yeah, yeah. But 
I mean, uh, whoever keeps that stat, I don't even know what kind of stat that is. Never remember. But, you know, a lot of folks, like last week he had a bad game. Yeah. Like, and I didn't even watch it, but everybody would say he had a bad game. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah, I, yeah. I am secondhand saying this. But yeah. uh, everybody I talked to, everybody watched the game. You watched the game. I did. Right? And yeah. he did not play well. No. But that's one game. That's fine. He set the bar so high. I understand that. I I am still going to take the field in this easy. I, I think there are so – I would have probably – I would take the field anyway most likely because I think it's hard to go back to the Super Bowl. It is. And you still have to have a lot happen even though they do have that number one seed now, which is very nice. But I just think there are so many teams, man. There are just so many good teams that can get you. Mm-hmm. And, and like, I disagree with you about Baltimore. I think Baltimore might just be hitting its stride. Lamar's playing the best football of the year so right now. Yeah. And their defense has been in and out from Calais to others, from COVID to this and that. I mean, they now, – now, here's what's interesting. Did you realize John Harbaugh hasn't won a playoff game since 2012? Did I hear that correctly? Wow. Since 2012? Does that make I mean, sense? I guess so, yeah, because when I mean, the last time they went to the, the playoffs was last year, and that was probably a, a big gap, right, when Lamar Jackson took over. That no, big I'm gap? sorry, it was two years ago they went to the playoffs. Right, well, they because went to the playoffs it, last year. Yeah, but I'm saying two years ago as well, when it was Joe Flacco, and then they benched him, Lamar Jackson came in, and then he led him to the playoff run, and they got beat first round, I guess. So, yeah, yeah it must yeah. be 2012. That's interesting to uh, me. I uh, didn't. I yeah. didn't realize. I would never guess that. I'm and, gonna s- and maybe I heard that wrong too. I'm just misinformation yeah. no, I mean, all over the place. That, that might be right. I'm gonna say this too about the Kansas City Chiefs and really the Green Bay Packers, or might be the Saints as well. That first round bye, right? That can make you nervous sometimes because teams get that time off a little bit and then they get a little rusty. They come out. They come out flat, right? So I'm not sold on that first round bye. But keep in mind, if any team's gonna be flat, it's not gonna be the Kansas City Chiefs. Andy Reid. After the bye week or after some time off, you know yeah. his record is, Brent? Yeah, some crazy. I think he's lost twice. 18 and 3. 3 now. 18 okay. and 3. Pretty yeah, that's good. pretty good. Pretty good. Um, I just think there's a lot of... Listen, bottom line is, moral of the story is, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. The NFL has it so figured out. And there are a lot of good teams. And there are teams like like New Orleans. Have they really played great football? Not really. But could they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tampa, same way. Ravens, same way. I mean, is Dallas coming on at the right time? Could they actually do something with Andy Dalton? Maybe that's the investment and, and, and the idea there was worth it. Mm-hmm. You know, all these things, I, I think you can make the case for some. And, and again, I, I've made the case for Indianapolis because I think they're a solid, solid football team. It just depends on whether he can play good football, and that's Phillip Rivers, meaning he. Yeah. And, and it's kind of the same way with Ben and, and Steelers. I mean, they're a good football team, but which team's going to show up? Is there any, I mean, I guess the Steelers could be this too, but is there any more boomer bust team than the Seattle Seahawks? Because you, you can see them going to the whole thing, yeah. and you can see them the first you know round just getting bounced out. You know, the, you can tell they're such a good coach, Pete Carroll, is because they fixed themselves throughout the year. They, they couldn't run, they couldn't play defense. Now they can run and play defense, and they're a little bit less explosive offensively. Now that's coming off the Rams game, but they used to be able to do whatever they want, score 30-something a game. Yeah. That's not them anymore. Now yeah. their defense with Jamal Adams, great fix, mm-hmm. and obviously they're running the football with Carson back, mm-hmm. and now they're, they're more playoff built at this moment. It's a sign of a really good football team and a good coach and a good organization when you can fix it midway through the year. Yeah. We've seen the Patriots do that in the past. It's a good call on Seattle, Yeah, uh, their ability to do that. Uh, when we come back, we talk Trevor Lawrence, of course. Branding for Trevor Lawrence. It became a hot-button issue overnight. Ryan Clark, is he out of his mind or is he right? We'll talk about it next. It sparked a movie by Austin Lane. We'll be back on ESPN 690.
Brent Martineau. But we could really take this show off the rails if we wanted to go all, like, half politics, half sports. Austin Lane. I mean, have you been on Twitter lately? Do you, do you want 100000 extra $100,000? Do you want a scholarship? Let's go. Politics. <laughs> we get back here. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Now, if you're Trevor Lawrence, going to Jacksonville won't be bad. We've seen quarterbacks and teams succeed there. Mark Brunel had a team that was successful there. I mean, David Garrard for a little bit of time. Byron Leftwich for a spell. Obviously, the Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles? necessarily call them led. <laughs> the Blake Bortles misled Jacksonville Jaguars. And so for him... It's not a bad thing to go anywhere. But make no mistake about it. If you go to New York and he plays in New York with those flowing locks and suited and booted up, and he gets an opportunity to bring that type of personality to that position, to that team, it's a different level of stardom that he would have achieved. And so I don't think this is the Jets fans losing. This is probably Trevor Lawrence losing. That is Ryan Clark from ESPN. Oh, Jacksonville. <laughs> Told you, man, they don't respect us, Brent. Again, this sparked this sparked a movie by you. Yeah. By the way, well done. Well done again. Thank you. I yeah. can't I can't I can't tell Can you. Imagine that. if I had like a laptop or something I could work on. I did it on my phone. You did it on iPhone? Yeah. You like doing iMovie. that stuff, by the way, too. You're, you're, I do. You're oh, dude, I'm a movie whiz. I I've made I've made so many like other ones I just showed to my friends. I should probably start posting them more, I guess. <laughs> for the for the whole branding thing. But yeah, thank you, man. Yeah, branding is okay. I don't um, know. That's what we're talking about now. Yeah, so you. it's ESPN 690 brand. <laughs> I'm Trevor Lawrence, though. That's okay to, to get that it. out. I know. Uh, Trevor's going to be fine. Yeah, yeah. ESPN 690, not sure. Well, <laughs> no, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see what's up. Uh, let me ask you this, though, with Trevor Lawrence, and, and I want to paraphrase what Ryan Clark was saying, where, you know, his personality, his long-flowing locks, yada, 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 it, it was custom-tailored, it seemed like, to the New York media. Is Trevor Lawrence's personality, like, above and beyond what we're expecting? Like, I hear Trevor Lawrence speaking. Yeah, he's a very eloquent speaker, all that stuff. But like, I don't think he's, like, a social media darling. Like, I think why we're so infatuated with Trevor Lawrence is because of the skill set more than anything. Like, is that a wrong no. statement to say? I, I do think it adds in this day and age where everybody is working on their brand and there is a brand to everything. I, I think the, the free-flowing hair is something. You know, sure. it's but he doesn't make it a thing like the Minshew thing took on such a craze. Yeah. Like, again, I, I've always said this about Gardner Minshew. We've re, we've interviewed him a lot of different times. And when you interview him, it's like, wait, is that the guy you're talking about is like this national craze and Uncle Rico and bandana and jorts and all this stuff? Like when you interview him, you almost expect to get this mega personality. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this this. This quote or soundbite or funny something. I've always said Blake Bortles was funnier and and more. I don't know if even interesting is the right word. Maybe in front of a microphone than than Gardner Minshew. Yeah, yeah. But, I, mean, I mean, you know, yeah, with the see, quips and everything else. But, yeah, but, but 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 it's a very different type of uh, personality between those two guys. No doubt. Like no doubt. I mean, they're, they're both geniuses in my opinion. But like Blake Bortles is very much of the bar stool ass oh, kind yeah, of like. Yeah. Let's have a beer. That's true. And, and Gardner Minshew was more of like. Kind of like a renaissance guy, like a very, you know, he threw out these crazy quotes and things like that. Yeah. Like, it was just. Well, I mean, different. even last week, right? I yeah. mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With the, the cornrows and the shorts. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but he's, he's such a, I, I guess what I've always said is I, I just don't, the personality that kind of 
bubbles over and everybody falls in love with with Minshew, you don't always get it when you're talking to him. It's more like this. It's more of an image thing sure. than it is a sound thing, if you will. I got Where you. Bortles was more like whatever he said yeah. was going to be something. And, and and by the way, like Minshew's star value compared to Bortles is tenfold, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, from the Bud Light stuff to the other stuff. And I guess that's kind of the point, right? Ryan Clark brings up, listen, New York is New York. That's I understand what that part of it is. New York's a big market. L.A.'s a big market. Uh, All that stuff. But what have I always said? This isn't just in regard to this. You can't hide anymore. You can't hide. People know who – if you have a brand and if you're big, Mm -hmm. people find you. Minshew, look how many spots he has done. Look Mm -hmm. how many – what was it? Snickers? It's Bud Light. Those are big brands, man. And they came for Gardner Minshew, a sixth-round pick, who had hardly done anything on the football field, quite frankly. A couple of nice plays here and there, a couple of wins, and they came for him. It's a great story. In Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. In Jacksonville. By the way, he wasn't even, he wasn't close to the highest paid guy in in his room. Yeah. So, and we saw it with Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey, corners are not as, marketable to begin with yeah but Jalen Ramsey was a star in Jacksonville and and would be a star in Jacksonville if he stayed here yeah so there's a few things right and to me in terms of branding see I'm I'm there's such a big branding expert and I care so much <laughs> but, but I'm trying to break it down anyways there's two aspects of branding there's the personality and the influence part and then there's a skill set yeah Let, let's talk about the personality influence part real quick Ryan Clark wants to say he's got the hair and everything like that Regardless of where Trevor Lawrence goes, if he has the skill set to be successful, then guess what? Head and shoulders will come coming, whether it's in Jacksonville, Timbuktu, or wherever you want to go. Like, it doesn't matter if you're in New York or not. Like The, the branding is going to find him. Right now, once again, we just said, with Trevor Lawrence's personality, maybe he's not going to give you like, the, the crazy quotes and things like that. You don't need him to. Right? Like, I think Baker Mayfield got all the love right away. Why? Because this guy's doing TikTok dances in Oklahoma. Like We knew who Baker Mayfield well, was. And he's controversial. And he's controversial. You know, a la Johnny Menzel. And obviously, he was a little too controversial and didn't last in the league but like that's a branding thing now the other thing is obviously the skill set the position that you play yes Jalen Ramsey is a brand why because he plays the cornerback position one of the most important positions we're on an island you're all by yourself it has a big personality Aaron Donald probably the best defensive player right now in the NFL does Aaron Donald get all these endorsement deals now I saw him in a commercial for I forgot what it was it might have been like a sleep match or something like that but set aside from that no one's yeah, talking about right. Aaron Donald <laughs> but guess what Brent, he's the best defensive player in football, but nobody really talks about him. It's more about Jalen Ramsey. It's more about Sean McVay. So then it comes down to position. Well, guess what? Trevor Lawrence plays the most important position made in all professional sports. So to sit here and say, like, to sit here and say that Jacksonville's going to hamper how good and like, how much he can grow, that's foolish, man. This is the sport of football. We live in 2020 where social media is a thing. Like, Odell Beckham Jr., Nobody knew about who he was until he had that highlight catch. And then after that catch, Brent, here's a fun fact. I did some research. After that catch, the next year, he became the highest paid athlete in terms of endorsement deals in the entire NFL. How about that? Over one catch. Now, yes, he played in New York, and yes, it was on primetime television. But Gardner Minshew made his money playing primetime television last year against the Tennessee Titans. That's when Minshew mania began. So it doesn't matter where you play. It doesn't matter if it's in New York, Jacksonville, Cleveland, Kansas City, Seattle. If you have the skill set, 
the people are going to find you. Enough said, Especially Ryan Clark. in this sport. Especially in this sport. Now, I think you could actually make the case that it might be worse to be in Seattle and be a star than it is in Jacksonville to be a star. I think there's more chance of a West Coast bias yeah. than there is of a smaller market Jacksonville. It could now, be harder. Right, Russell, Russell, Russell does Wilson, a man. Russell Wilson does a lot. I mean, though. Jerry Curl, Sierra, come on. Living the, living the dream. And Roger, uh, Roger, Richard Sherman became a big thing. Correct. Right? Yeah. So, again, I think you're absolutely right about that. Now, listen, if you want to lay it down, is, is Ryan Clark absolutely wrong about would he make more money if he was in New York? I would say he has a chance to make more money being in New York. For what, though? Like doing like endorsements for car Maybe dealerships locally. in New York? Like a locally, locally thing. Sure. Yeah. I mean, okay. because that, around here, you don't see that a lot. Like, yeah. again, Ramsey was on a, a car commercial. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it hadn't been a lot of that. I've been here 12 years now. Mm-hmm. Haven't had a lot of star players. True. Let's be honest. Yeah. Right? I mean, but Maurice Jones-Drew wasn't all over the place. David Garrard wasn't all over the place. I think you have to go back early on when the Jags first got here in the kind of the mid-90s and kind of money was different and even marketing was different at that yeah. point. But my, my guess is like, hey, if Trevor Lawrence is doing a car commercial locally in New York, he might get paid a million for it. Yeah. Car commercial in Jacksonville might get paid 250 for it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? No, I, I have no yeah. idea what the number is, but that's my point. No, for sure. But outside of that, you're talking national brands, and I think that's what we're talking about when we talk branding. Yeah. And national brands are national brands. You're in the NFL. It doesn't matter if you're in Jacksonville. It doesn't matter if you're in, in New York. I mean, Kansas City and Mahomes is the greatest example of this. Yeah. Kansas City is market 32, man. Jacksonville is market 41. Yeah. It's not that different. Not at all, and, man. And Patrick Mahomes is everywhere well, right now. And by the way, he's not like some great big personality. No. Just an amazing football player. Yeah. And he's, he's got a great set of hair in the NFL. He's got a great set of hair. Like I said before, you want to argue me with a little bit. <laughs> I did well, argue that. Yeah, <laughs> little, you know, I think it was like right on the fence, too, by the way. And by the way, he's got a new commercial. I see, see the I new. I do uh, see it. Yeah. Where he's getting a haircut. With all of the people, oh, you haven't seen that one, no, the State seen, Farm I, one. I, I was thinking the uh, some the, the head and shoulders ones. Oh, maybe maybe like a Bose one or something. No, he's got a State Farm commercial where he's getting a haircut because they're getting the Patrick Mahomes discount. Uh, so, so other kids are getting their haircut too as well. Oh, and then hey, hey check this <laughs> so out. People though. do like no, it. No, but then check this out. Uh, all of a sudden, the guy goes from State Farm. He's like, there is no Patrick discount it's just it's always low rates and the kids go so i did this for nothing so actually <laughs> it, it kind of made your point more than my <laughs> point but here's what i don't get though brent like we're talking about national media people wanting to poke fun saying trevor lawrence is going to go to jacksonville and not make his money what i can't believe though is like listen ryan clark he's played in the league all right and he watches the league for through like a, a big lens because you follow every single city so you should know how the game of football works if you're winning if you're going to be successful you can make your money, okay? Happened to Patrick Mahomes. Happened to Russell Wilson. Happened to Aaron Rodgers. Like, if you win games and you're the quarterback, you'll get love. Enough said. You know, it's interesting. Vito Stolino, I think, commented on this uh, a couple of days earlier, even before Ryan Clark, and said something about, like, Joe Namath in New York mm-hmm. and Broadway Joe and all that stuff. And I, I don't want to – I don't have the tweet in front of me, but it was something like, I don't know if you – he basically said Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers and other guys, they might not in 30 years be doing commercials like Joe Namath still is. Yeah. Well, was that more Joe Namath? Was that New York? Was that the perfect collision between the two? I, I'm not sure. And by the way, I do think Aaron Rodgers will be doing commercials for a long time if he wants to. Peyton yeah. Manning in Indianapolis is going to be doing commercials for a long time if Peyton he Manning's wants to. everywhere. You know why he's everywhere? He's got his own show he's on good ESPN at Plus. It. Because he's good at number one, but because he's a winner, Brent. 
Like people know because he was a winner. And he's the good guy at won it. a Super Bowl. But no, I mean <laughs> and he wants to he's do entertaining. It. He's entertaining. You know, but I don't if Patrick Mahomes want if Patrick Mahomes puts together this unbelievable career as top five quarterback all time, mm-hmm. he will be doing stuff in thirty years. Like I just don't get that argument. I think it's changed. I, I think it's an old school argument to say you gotta go to New York. You gotta no. go to LA. Now, I will say I was wrong about this one thing. I actually thought Jalen Ramsey would lose star value going to LA. And my belief in that was there's so many stars out there, man. Correct. I mean, heck, Sean McVay's a bigger star than Jalen Ramsey, but you're kind of right. Aaron Donald's a bigger star, big, better player overall, maybe better Should resume. Should be the biggest star maybe in the but entire league. But he's so quiet and lays low. He's a little bit like Mike Trout in that sense. Good call. Right? Good call. So I, I, but I think Jalen would have been a star here and the biggest star here mm-hmm. and would have had endorsements. and all. Whatever. I don't think it would have been that much different. For Jalen Ramsey, Jacksonville to L.A., if I'm being honest, I think what they've done is really propped him up. And obviously his play has continued to prop him up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and L.A.'s in prime time more than Jacksonville. I'll mm-hmm. give you that. Mm-hmm. But I think Trevor Lawrence is going to get Jacksonville in prime time just as much as the New York Jets are going to be in prime time Absolutely. over the next couple of years if they keep Sam Darnold. Yep. So that's more good play than anything else. Uh, it's, it's a fascinating conversation. Um, I, I, then there are markets, by the way, like why doesn't Ben Roethlisberger do more? Like, Pittsburgh's not a big market, but he's a star player and has had a great career. Well, yeah, but keep in mind, because he, he got in some trouble, Is though. that why you think? I, I mean, I'm not sure. Like, I think, you know, when when Big Ben was kind of at his prime and, and he was really firing all cylinders, it was a couple years after the fact, like, what happened, you know, to him um, in terms of all, like, you know, the... You know, the, the stuff that happened in the bathroom. So I feel like that kind of hurt his image a little bit, and he probably wants to kind of stay clear of that that light. No, Maybe. I, I mean, I don't know. Hey, Bob DeBoy listening in said uh, 2014 the Ravens won a playoff game. So whoever I heard that stat from always goes back to 2012. Then when he gets that boy back, man, is he okay? Where am, I, where am I hearing this stuff? Yeah. I'm just spitting out bad information. <laughs> Uh, but even if it's 2014, doesn't that seem like a long time ago for John Harbaugh? Last time you won a playoff game? It does, but I, just, I remember Joe Flacco. You know, like, I, I, know, I, I mean, obviously Lamar Jackson hasn't got it done yet. It just and we feels talked like about they've been that. better over the course of six years to win more yeah. than one playoff game. I hear you. Uh, that surprised me a bit. Hey, I, I think there's an awesome story. I know around here you kind of root for the uh, against the Rams. I find myself rooting for the Rams this week. Mm-hmm. Because of a local kid that's going to be the starting quarterback. Wow. We're going to talk a little Johnny Wolford when we come back uh, here on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. It'll be a pretty cool Sunday uh, for one local family, that's for sure. It's next. You know, if you've watched the way that he's prepared behind the scenes, Lindsay, I, I think it's important that he keeps the same rhythm and routine because I do believe he's put himself in a position. Uh, God forbid if Jared were to come out that he would have been ready to step in and and do a nice job leading the offense. Um, you know, we're in the process of, of figuring, you know, the best way to maximize his skill sets. But, um, you know, I, 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 when I spoke with him earlier, I think it's important that he doesn't need to change anything with his approach because he's done such a great job, in my opinion, from watching with his process, with his weekly routine and rhythm. And, um, you know, it's really just, you know, you're going to get them all the reps in practice and, and now uh, looking forward to the opportunity that you have to compete with your teammates. That's uh, Sean McVay on John Wolford. And what a weekend it will be for the Jacksonville native, former Bishop Kenny High quarterback. I tell you what, this kid was fun to watch in high school, undersized, so people didn't recruit him. And I tell you, there are so many Power 5 schools that wish they still did. Now, Wake Forest, he ends up playing in a Power 5 conference, but I think there are bigger schools that wish they had recruited him. Uh, and 
Johnny Wolford has had a tremendous career and is an unbelievable story. Played in the AAF uh, as of late, but was ready to go to Wall Street. Got back into football. He's been with the Jets a little bit. Now with the Rams. Spent all year last year with Blake Bortles and Jared Goff. Blake Bortles gets released. Bortles now just got signed back because Goff has surgery. And here in the biggest game of the season for the L.A. Rams, Johnny Wolford is going to get the start. And his dad joins us on the phone right here at Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690 right now. Bob Wolford uh, joined us. Man, you guys must be fired up. Happy holidays. Hope you guys are doing well. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited for him. I mean, he's been working for this since, uh, gosh, he was in Pop Warner. Um, it's funny. I spoke with his pop warner coach today who sort of got the whole ball started uh uh coach quentin halliburton he was his john's uh pop warner coach over at uh, pablo creek and uh he he sort of you know there's been so many people who've helped john but he sort of got the ball rolling because for pop warner john i think was in seventh sixth seventh eighth grade and my gosh they passed more than anybody did so that sort of <laughs> i give i give a lot of credit to his pop warner coach but um you know we're very excited and happy for john and my gosh has he worked hard to to get this shot i tell you he just he works non-stop i I worry he works too much, but uh, anyway, we're happy. Yeah, you, I bet. Uh, Bob Wolford with us, uh, John's dad uh, here on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Brent Morton, Austin Lane, and I tweeted today. I said he's waited, he's worked, he's waited. It's been a long road. It's been a wild road. If if you go back, I don't know what year it would have been, maybe a few years ago, would you think he would be on Wall Street now or, or now having a chance to play in, in the biggest game of the season for the L.A. Rams? Well, it was interesting. You know, his first two years at Wake were were pretty miserable. Um, his freshman year, you know, he started as a true freshman, and people don't realize that he 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 you know he played at Bishop Kenny, but Kenny's pretty strict, and they wouldn't let him leave uh, semester early like a lot of kids get to 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 go up in January for spring football. So he didn't go up there until he graduated in May. So he only had the summer to get ready. And, um, you know, Grobe had, Coach Grobe had left, and so they had a new coaching staff, and they just had no talent when he got there. Um, because I know Coach Clawson really would have liked to have redshirted him a year, but um, they threw him right into the fire. And he still threw for over 2,000 yards, but he got pummeled. I think he got sacked 48 times, which I think was the most in Division One. <laughs> And then, you know, his second year was tough because he was playing with a high ankle sprain the whole time. And, you know, those are hard to get over. Mm -hmm. And people forget about wakey leaks. For three years, the first two and a half years he was there, their their, their play-by-play announcer was giving their offensive playbook to the opposing defense. That's right. I forgot and, about that. And people people forget about that. And it's it's very interesting. They found out about it in November of his junior year. And... It's funny, right after that was discovered, he just started to explode. So I don't know how much that, that I, I know it hurt them, um, but people forget about that a lot, um, particularly his first two years, because I can remember watching games. I remember his junior year against Army. Army knew everything they were doing, and Army's not that, you know, they're not routinely a great defensive team. And then it finds out that they, Louisville and I think Virginia Tech, have been, have got, you know, found out. And I think there were more teams involved than that, but. People forget about that, and I think it definitely hurt him, particularly his first two and a half years he was there. 
Yeah, that's wild. Bob, when we're talking about John, I mean, obviously playing the backup quarterback position, it's never easy, especially coming in this situation right now where if they win this game, something special might happen. So with that being said, as I, as I kind of analyze the entire NFL, like there's two spots, if I was a backup quarterback, that I would want to play and to come into. It would be the Rams and Sean McVay, and it would be the Kansas City Chiefs and Andy Reid. Um, has John really said just what working with Sean McVay has been like, what's the experience been like in that offense, and what he expects to happen uh, this up coming Sunday? Yeah, he. Um, it's funny. I, I talked to him Sunday night because he was really excited because he, uh, Jared had come up to him and said, basically, um, you're up. You know, he goes, I think I broke my thumb. So he was pretty stoked. And then I'm going to call him tonight. But, no, he loves playing with uh, Coach McVay. He loves the offensive coordinator. And, um, you know, he every day for two years he's been, you know, this year he's been the scout team quarterback and he played some scout team last year on the practice squad. But I think he's going to do well because he's going up against one of the top defenses every day. Mm-hmm. And um, he's, he's apparently doing well. But he, he really likes Coach McVay and, and he, he likes – uh, the OC, I think it's uh, uh, Coach O'Connell, if I remember correctly, and so I, I, he's very happy there. You know, he it's very interesting. People don't realize this, but um, he got approached aggressively by the Arizona Cardinals because Arizona really wanted him when the AAF folded, and they actually outbid the Rams uh, to get him on the practice squad huh. as far as what huh. they were going to pay him. But my cousin Will, who played in the NFL for 13 years and has been a great resource for John, he said, don't do it. He said, don't take the money. It'll pay off later. He said, to have him go to the Rams. So I think, uh, you know, my cousin gave me good advice, and he's still very closely involved and has a lot of contacts in the NFL, and he gives John a lot of good advice. So it's really nice to have that resource in the family. What was it about the the Rams that drew John there more than obviously the Arizona Cardinals? Well, I think um, even though Arizona was offering more money, I think, the you know, his, his uncle Will, recommending it because of the fact that they had such a well-established offense and McVay is often sort of, you know, looked at as a, a young offensive guru. And I think just the fact that they had recently been in the NFL, I think the year before, I think, you know, just the sensation was a little bit more stable situation as opposed to Arizona where they were getting a brand new coach in there. But, um, you know, Arizona, Arizona knew about him because the AAF, because he had done so well in the for the hot shots. And um, so I, I think that's why they were really interested in him. But I, I think the situation was a little bit more stable uh, with the Rams, and I, I think it was the right decision. Bob Wolford with us, John Wolford's dad. Johnny Wolford will get the start on Sunday for the Rams against the Cardinals in a huge game for L.A. Jared Goff hurt, has surgery. We'll see if he comes back for the postseason if the Rams make it. You know, John, to me, is a very cool customer. He can get fired up. I watch him at Bishop Kenny a lot, but he's a cool cat. Um, this must be a fun time, but how about the family? I mean, are you guys uh, fired up, I'm emotional? What, what's, what's the deal? Everybody's, everybody's fired up. Uh, this reminds me, uh, although I'm a lot more nervous, when he was a freshman. You know, he started as a freshman at Bishop Kenny, and uh, I remember their very first game they were playing Menendez, and they had that really good uh, linebacker. And I remember Tony Stewart, probably two nights, yeah, t- two nights before that game, I didn't sleep, and uh, I, I didn't sleep real good last night. So. Uh, um, but yeah, I'm pretty nervous. You know, his brother's in contact with me all the time, and I'm getting all these friend requests on Facebook from people I don't even know, from people out in LA. It's insane. But um, he's like, I'm going to call him tonight, and then I'm going to leave him alone. I, I don't bother John too much during the season because he's so busy. 
and you were saying how tough being a backup is. It is tough because he tells me that he goes in at 6.30 in the morning. A lot of times he doesn't leave till 7 at night because he not only needs to know the Rams' offense, but he's got to know the opposing team's offense because he's the scout team quarterback. So he's just constantly – and then you know you go into a game and you never know when you might potentially go in. So he's totally amped up. And then the game ends, and you just have this big letdown. So it's, it's playing backups not as easy as it seems, but believe me, he's not complaining. And we got to let you go, but are you going out to the game? Are you allowed to? What's the situation out there? Uh, I, that's one of the reasons I want to call him. His uncle Will called me last night about going out there, and, you know, they're getting hit hard by COVID out in Southern California. And I've heard rumors that a lot of teams allow family and friends, and they just hide them up in the, the suite. So I'm going to talk to John <laughs> about that tonight if – if there's a way that they'll let just close family in, um, uh, I'm going to try and do it. The other thing is I've got to work this weekend, so i got to make sure I can get somebody to cover. But I don't want to bog him too, down too much with all that stuff. So I'll check with him tonight. If I can get out there and it's not going to distract him, I'll try and go. Hey, listen, uh, if you need somebody to cover for you at work, I'll go do your job if you need to. you got to get out there and see him <laughs> play. Uh, Bob Wolford, happy holidays. Enjoy this. Uh, you know around here we're not allowed to root for the Rams very much. I'm rooting for Johnny Wolford on Sunday. <laughs> I hope he has a heck of a game. Thanks for jumping in with us. All right, thank you so much. Take care. Yeah, that's Bob Wolford, John Wolford's dad. I tell you, best high school game, maybe best football game ever seen, 74-73. John yeah. and Bishop Kenny lost to Clay. Playoff game, 74-73. to Wolford accounted for 750 yards and 10 touchdowns. And he said he's been playing since he was a freshman at Kenny, yeah. a freshman at Wake. He's played a ton of football, a ton of football, not a lot in the NFL. Yeah. And he's going to get his chance. Go get him, John Wolford, man. It's a great story. Who, who throws footballs in Pop Warner is what I want to know, man. <laughs> run the counter. Run, run the halfback dive the ISOs. Throwing footballs in Pop Warner? There's a good story out of the L.A. Times today about Rick Neuheisel and what he says about him. He says this guy could coach easily, like right now. He's so good mentally. Mm-hmm. Uh,